Welcome to the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lewis. Who is the spiritual leader of your family? Is it you, your pastor, your spouse, the media? Do you know? I did. And sadly, no one was taking responsibility to lead our family. Well, friends, someone needs to take that job, and that man is you. You may not feel qualified, and some days I don't. With the help of God and a community of dads helping each other on their journey, you can be the leader your family deserves. We welcome you to the Journey of the Christian Dad podcast. All right, guys, let's jump into this. Uh, Thanks for jumping back in with us again, guys. We're going to have an awesome challenge at the end of this one, and we will just jump right into the review of the week. So this is titled New Father. This 2021 to 2022 year has had a lot of firsts. Bought a house, became a teacher, became a father all in one year. This podcast has helped my marriage stay strong and helped me keep my head up in my career. I look to see if there is a new episode every day. (laughs) Side note, can't do a new episode every day, but I appreciate you looking. (laughs) Because I want to learn more and seek wisdom from men who are followers of Christ. Thank you for everything you do. And I thank God for showing me this podcast. So thank you so much, E. I appreciate your podcast review of the week. Thanks for jumping on Apple and dropping that one on Apple Podcasts. So always makes me uh, smile whenever I see those reviews. So thank you guys very, very much for jumping on Apple or uh, Amazon Audible and typing some reviews. Love to read what you write. So thank you guys so much. And let's just jump into it. We've got a fantastic guest on today. Uh, Guy's name is Robin Jennings. And he's written books. He's a pastor, church pastor. He's got grandchildren. He's got, uh, he's had four boys of his own. One of them's deceased. And so here's a, here's a perspective. You guys like, oh no, some of you guys, not all you guys, some of you guys get this already, but some of you guys go, oh no, we've got a grandpa in here. Like this is going to be terrible. He's going to point his finger at us and blah, blah, blah. And you know, all this stuff. So here's where I want to start us out, out with today, guys. There was a younger guy, say he was about 26 or so, and he's all fired up, big Christian, had a Christian community around him, and his 26-year-old guys, they were going to put together a Bible study, and he says to me, he says, uh, do you got any, or he doesn't, he doesn't ask for suggestions. He just says, this is what we're going to do. I'm so fired up. We're going to meet once a week, and we're going to talk about the Bible. I said, oh, that sounds good. Anything else you guys are going to do? <laughs> And he says, no, that's the plan. Like we're rolling with it. I said, okay, do you have like a actual plan? Like what you're going to read or what questions you're going to talk about? Or or have you guys, you know, are you making this up as you go? Are you coming up with your own questions or just tell me more about that? And he stops and he looks at me and scratches his head and says, huh, Uh you think there's more to this than just that? Like, what else should I be thinking about? And I said, have you, if you got a whole group of 25 to 27 year old guys, like all the same. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay. Have you got a, a kind of a mentor? Have you got some other guys that are going to show up on a weekly or guest basis or different age groups or different perspectives? No. Why would I want that? Mm-hmm. He stops and he says, maybe I should want that. And so that's the perspective that I want to bring you here with today is the guys that have been there before that have seen it, done it, they've got something to give back to us. And I always look to people that have been there before. And if I can shortcut the process, take something that they've learned 
or learn from their mistake and do it a different way. That's the way I prefer to do it. I prefer not to take the long route to get to the destination I want to go to. If I can get there quicker on a more direct path and how you can do that is by reading books, listening to podcasts, taking advice from guys that have been there before and Robin Jennings, I'm so excited to have you on the show because you bring that perspective to the show. So thank you for coming on with us. What a great introduction, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you really laid it, laid the foundation well, well for an old guy, you. for an old guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to you know throw that in there, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we can't hide our gray hair or wrinkles. or whatever. <laughs> I don't so. have hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is an audio show, folks. Yeah. Rob, Robin is uh, a little bit more advanced in the hair challenge uh he's winning he's beating me by a bit but uh <laughs> in any in any event uh glad to have you with us glad to have you with us no, you've, written, an honor. you've written three books yeah and all of them kind of center around uh you know one of the one of the key apostles sure so sure. that's pretty cool i, I, did, I love did, learning uh, more about about the guys that hung out with christ for three years absolutely and i, I the first book was on peter the second book, Paul. And then everyone thought the third book would be on Mary. Uh, get it, Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? I, I threw a curve at him. And boy, what a curve is James. And uh, that was that's this third book. And it really has, as I told you, it, it's been uh, popular, uh, basically, because of the title. The title is a, a letter to the church, which is I use the framework for James of James, but it's a letter to the church and the next generation. And this next generational stuff really is um, catching on, I think, within the church and within the communities, country, I mean, all around. People are saying, what's going on and how can we be of service? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think guys today, dads today are much more aware that they need to be more involved than previous generations of dads. So, you know, Often we look back and our dads are like, hey, we knew we needed to make money. And after yeah, that, yeah. we didn't have uh, Play you know, golf. a connect. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Drink work, a beer. Take a nap. Yeah. Right, right. That was the kind of societal expectation for yeah. a lot of dads. And yeah. now my generation of dads is like, okay, there's something more. And the guys that listen to this podcast are trying to find tips and suggestions and uh, a different path and really, really trying to, you know, make a difference in the world, not only in the world, but specifically in their own family. Sure. Well, and what I've noticed, uh, Dan, and not to generalize, but um, with respect to my kids, my grandkids, this next generation, all of that, um, there is an openness that I think is attractive. I mean, there's a lot of studies that are out there that COVID has just, you know, crushed uh, the what you would call the Gen Z or the, the younger generation, you know, with the depression, the suicides, drugs, and all the stuff that you get into the negative kind of stuff. Well, come on. Yeah. Uh, what about some, is there any good stuff, a little silver lining? Come on, please. And um, with that, I think there is an openness to, again, okay, uh, a freshness, put it that way, that they're looking uh, for something not necessarily different, um, you know, Jesus is okay. He's cool. He, they like Jesus, a lot of them. Um, but now tell us about the church and what's the story with that? And oh my goodness, so many have not even the dark in the doors. Uh, it's not on their radar. 
I mean, you know, you've seen the statistics. And oh, so yeah. with that said, here again is, a, a, I call it an, a, a real, not just a learning uh, opportunity, but, but a, a real spiritual opportunity to, to touch and um, connect and relate to this. I think that openness and, well, I could just keep going on and on what, what I've experienced and what I've seen with this next generation is a desire to do something. And guess what? This <laughs> Back to James, do the word. Mm -hmm. well, and it was like you were saying earlier, I can read the word, I can read scripture, I can meditate. Well, what about doing the word? Let's talk about that. And they really are kind of purpose driven. So many of this, these kids. So I, I'm talking, but but you, you get where I'm going with this is it's it's an exciting time, I think, both for the church as well as this young generation of dads coming up. Yeah. Can you uh, connect the dots a bit? So James doing the word in today's generation. Can you share a story or maybe an example huh. of that? Uh, yeah, a million stories with my own kids, but yeah, uh, yeah, think, whether it's no, your own they, kids or outside of like I, yeah, where, wherever might, these stories come from, they might listen to this podcast. Stories. All right, they might listen to this podcast. And dad, <laughs> why'd you say <laughs> that? You know, <laughs> but, but uh, no, let's see, where can I start? There, uh, you, you know, the importance of mission trips, I think, so often with, with young people, um, they're, they're impressionable, and our church in particular, um, was took mission trips into the inner city of I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. And so we had a partnership with a um, uh, Afro-American black Baptist church, which was just crazy cool. Uh, as you can imagine, they rocked and rolled and then in come this Episcopal church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us pray, you know, and uh, what page <laughs> right, <laughs> that kind right. of stuff, you know? So it was, a, it was a really neat, neat mix and blend of um, not just races, but denominations and then faith. I mean, we, you know, we really walked together in, in ways that was, was good. So this was this, this inner city mission, but then there was also within Kentucky one in the Appalachian area, and then we also had a, a, what we would call worldwide or global. And we uh, have been going to the Dominican Republic for probably now 20, 25 years. What, what caught my attention though, was one year I took one of my boys, I think he was about 12, no, about 14, because it's, it's depressing really the poverty that's there. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. Now, Appalachia, same thing. Um, but they see Kentucky license plates and they they realize they're still in, there's a McDonald's, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here you are in a Haitian refugee camp. And by the way, when you want to talk racism and all that kind of stuff, here are two black couple black, uh, areas, the Dominican Republic and Haiti, and they hate each other. <laughs> yes, I don't know if yes. you knew that or not, but I mean, I just, I just was down in the Dominican and we, okay, then, we, you know, all this. We, okay. we dove in, we dove in quite oh, a bit. Oh, but we would take dentists and doctors and all this kind of stuff. So we, we, we went there, we had a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience in time. And, the, and I was so proud of my boy. And I just, I tried to bite my lip and just give him an attaboy and sit back and listen and not get in his way and all that. But we talked a lot on the plane ride home. And long story short, we got home, had debriefed, went to bed. Then the next morning, I think our youngest was probably about seven or eight. 
and he starts crying, yelling, someone has taken the marshmallows out of the Lucky Charms or something. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, one was, of those kind of. That was me, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, or the toy or whatever it was. Give me well, those marshmallows. I love this those 14-year-old at the same time had come down the stairs and, and he heard all this and he just backhanded the, uh, not the boy, but the box of cereal. I mean, it okay, went flying okay. all over the floor. The only one who loved it was the dog, you know, who was eating everything yeah. up. On the, and he said, how can you be like that? How can you say, you don't know how lucky you are. You don't know how fortunate you are. And he grabbed the gallon of milk and put it on the counter. And he said, you don't even deserve milk. You don't even know what, you know, he just started ripping into the kid. <laughs> and this little eight-year-old's looking at me like, dad, get this guy out of here. But it was the impact of mission. I mean, he, cooled his jets it was sort of yeah, like yeah. jesus knocking over the money at the temple at the temple at the with the money changers yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, it was absolutely. one of those kind of you know righteous indignation but it, it the impact on poverty and worldwide need and all of this stuff really hit that boy hard and uh and and he continues to grow from it and work with it in ways that really is uh, bears fruit as we would say but that is just a small example, I'm talking way too much, but that's a small example, again, to, to see the impact the church as well as the faith and then what it does to the family. Because then we all had to have the big powwow. Obviously, my wife came in yelling and screaming like, what in the world is going on in here? And what, how come the dog's eating all the cereal? You know, one of those kind of conversations. And then we kind of back it up and say, okay, let's talk about this. You know, let's talk about, it. and then showing pictures to the, you know, then letting him hear some of the, without going into graphic detail, yeah, but, you yeah. know, oh, it was, it was quite an experience. And that was probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So that, that actually brings up a, a current topic that uh, some groups I'm around have been talking about a little bit. So parenting these days has got shifted a lot you know, hands off and gentle and, oh. uh, you know, allow the kids <laughs> yeah. to free range. And yeah. there, there's definitely a tendency towards that. And give them a trophy. Yeah. yeah give them a trophy. <laughs> give everybody trophy. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and on one hand, that is kind of cool. Give everybody trophy and see all of them light up and be excited yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, you know, there's winners and losers. <laughs> yeah. So kind of my question is, uh, you mentioned Jesus and the money changers. You mentioned, uh, you know, backhanding the the lucky the charms cereal box, and, yeah, not the, yeah, kids, the cereal, cereal box, box. <laughs> and and just getting fired up. And so there was a uh, sports team uh, that I'm associated with, and one of the kids just had real bad behavior throughout the game. Uh, just hmm. didn't like that the team wasn't playing their best. Didn't like that the team lost. Like there was a domino effect of that game just kept getting worse for this one child. And afterwards, one of the parents kind of uncharacteristically just lit into the child about the behavior and just said, mm -hmm. this is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. You cannot continue to do this. And at one point said, and what will happen at this point forward, you've got one more game to fix it. If you don't, you'll sit on the bench and cheer the rest of the season and won't play a single inning. Ooh. Yeah. Like, and afterwards I talked to the parent and I said, what do you think about that? And I said, well, it had to be said. Mm. And I said, you know, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was awful the way the kid was behaving. And I don't sure. think the kid knew the impact she was having on the rest of the team. A that she, negative attitude. A was, 
She. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow, woman. Yeah. 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 Very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at a younger age, so they're still learning a lot of different things about how to be a good teammate, be a good sport, and everything. Um, but that's an example of, uh, you know, somebody letting into their kid where you don't really ever see that in public. You don't. And when you do, sometimes it's the extreme case, you know, that you're wanting to call DFS about, you're like, I can't believe they're yeah. beating their kid in public. You know, no. what are they doing privately kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then separately, another, another guest we had, he wrote a book called dwell on these things. And he was talking about uh, how uh, when Jesus at the money changer brought order from disorder. So when he became angry, his uh, sure. showing helped bring order back to you know, the way it should be. So anyway, those are a couple of thoughts as I, I heard you talk about the Lucky Charms sure. box and wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, kind of that, that discernment a parent should have about how to discipline or how to correct or rebuke or help raise the child. Sure. Um, that's again, and I shouldn't say again, but it, it, that's your example, I think was, was personal uh, between the was it a father and a daughter or a mother? And in, a the, in this case, it was a mom and a daughter. Yeah. A in this mom. case, it was a mom and a daughter. Yeah. Whoa. Good yeah. Mom. Good mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mama bear. Yeah. No, it, it um, in all seriousness, I, I, I think some of the, the discipline you want, to, it, it needs to be personal and it needs to be appropriate and it needs to be, you know, on the spot or in the this context or setting so that the child understands and you don't come back, you know, six hours later and take away his dessert because he was a jerk, you know, I mean, you take away his dessert because you, you want to take away, or, you know, he did something else, like, you know, kick the dog the minute before or something, but so that he can connect uh, what the behavior is with the discipline that you're talking about, but just you know, I love words. You know, I'm a preacher and I love words. And so that word discipline uh, is uh, closely related to the word derives from the word disciple. And so what you're forming is, is a disciple, uh, someone who will follow me. And uh, now here again, the parent's example needs to be appropriate and good and you know yes and consistent and all of those kinds of things that go with um you know sort of parenting 101 but but i think all of this fits that example in terms of also with the the work and the um research that i've done in james in many respects uh well he's he's referred to as the brother of jesus and once you start to get sort of unpack that you say okay well that's that's wonderful and then every now and then a scholar will say no he was an older brother well you remember the virgin mary <laughs> how can he be an older brother that's screwing everything up you know so you know you start that's what i started pulling my hair out you know and you go well no it's because he was a stepbrother joseph had been his first wife had died you know they they do all these um i'm not saying cartwheels and gymnastics to try to make sense out of James and the sibling order and all of this kind of thing, but they do. And with that, in, in, within that context too, you say, well, wait, what, so what is the relationship with Jesus and, and James? Well, let's, can we call them brothers? And if so, 
you know, uh, they're, they're not just cousins and they're not just soul brothers, you know, this kind of thing, which others would say, you know, like you're my, you're my brother or you're my. Sister. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, translation and the translation is actually brethren. Uh-huh. Family. You get that. You know, yeah, cousins, yeah. uncles, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So super it's, close it's, friends, but so, brethren. So, and, and somebody translated into brothers and sisters and that just messed oh, the whole yeah, thing up. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Here's an example where you can take a quote out of the Bible and then go, see, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a and, whole bunch of other words surrounding that one quote. So sometimes <sighs> you can read one sentence and that's not at all what the Bible no, says. No. You got to gotta put the pieces together and do a little bit of research. So guys, if you're hanging on to one sentence out of the Bible and that's what you're living your life by, uh, you could be living your life by a huge lie that you or Satan created. So uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, um, that sort of takes my breath away, Dan. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, where do I go from there? But but with that, back to James. Um, in the book that I, that I recently released, I, I I refer to him as a living link. Um, you know, without getting caught up in all of the scholarship stuff, right, right, that you can get into primarily from the standpoint of, again, scholars will say, James, uh, the book, he never mentioned, it's very, it, only in the first verse does he mention Jesus. And, you know, it's not Christological is the word they use, you know, it doesn't, it's not enough about Christ. Well, when you start going through James, I mean, verse after verse after verse is almost straight out of the not only the Sermon on the Mount, but also quotes the same similar quotes from Jesus. You know, I mean, they're just they're they're there, and and I I can't remember what was fifty eight or sixty two something number of verses that parallel Jesus. You know, so here again, not only the living link, but an eyewitness. You know, who walked hand in hand with Jesus. Now my heart's really pounding. You know, I mean, it it gets it's up close and personal. One more thing back to scholars they're saying now is they're putting the letter of James back into the early 40s. It used to be a book a yes, that was written yes. much later. Now they're saying, whoops, wait a second. And because of this and because of that, and I can go into all that detail, but, but the point being is that it's a book that is hot off the press in terms of the resurrection and the new life of the church and Peter and Paul, <laughs> back to them, as well as the early disciples, they're all there. Mary, back to Mary. Uh, Jesus on the cross says, uh, "There is here is my mother. Here is my my son." You know, and not mentioning James, and perhaps it's John, the beloved disciple, who takes Mary with him back to his home, take her home, and the home is in Jerusalem. And James is the one who starts this church in Jerusalem. So I can't help but see James and John and Mary worshiping together. Can you imagine? Oh man, no. I mean, I, how great does this get this story start to just blow right up in ways that is for beautiful, magnify. And I'm sorry, you're you're pushing a button, but you, you said tell me about James. And yeah, yeah. So here we go. I mean, uh his life was was much uh, was a leader. And that that's back to being a father to you and where we're starting and a mother when we're starting, you know, the the parental role is is one of being a, a leader. Uh, so there again, we, I, I could get into discussion about aspects of leadership that are so important. And certainly you've touched on one of them, which is that of being a, 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 
a, a discipline from the standpoint, again, of not whacking your kids, <laughs> but instructing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that that one's a key one is okay. guys, we have to discipline and we gotta yeah. figure out, as you mentioned, Robin, appropriate discipline. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've it's nice if in, you... we've all had inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you can't let yourself fly off the handle in the moment, uh, you yeah. know, all the time and everything. So yeah, thinking about these situations before they happen and having some tools some possible ways to discipline as opposed to only a hammer <laughs> not that you're going to use a hammer on your yeah. kids but you know guys yeah, i'm yeah. talking about your tool belt there so there you go um yeah leadership um obviously that one's a, a big responsibility of men can you talk a little bit about dads and leadership and uh, the household and, and that sure well and i'm not plugging books here but that first book that i told you i wrote about on, on peter is about vision and how important a vision is for your life. You know, tell me about your vision and you're going to tell me. Can about I your argue life. with that a little bit? Sure. So I'm just being a guy. That's okay. Not me. <laughs> but That's I hear I this vision. What do I need that for? I'm not ever going to get there anyway. Okay. So then you start to unpack and define and describe your vision for your life. And um, so I could spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. But Man, ultimately, gonna, things are going to happen, and I'm not going to get there anyway. I'm going to give you the answer, okay? Yeah, go. <laughs> no, well, where where I'm going with this is 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 so oftentimes, and, and you've done this in a countless businesses and, and consulting yeah, and all yeah. is is mission, and you know they do a mission statement, and then they finally come up or a vision statement, and then they put it yeah. on their elevator or their refrigerator, and that's the end of it. Right. Um, here, back to Peter, his vision. And it, by the way, it's the title of the book, if you want to plug that, but it's, may you live in Christ. Hello. Yes. And <laughs> that's the vision. And that's our vision too. So you can copy Peter if you'd like to, um, may you live in Christ. And by the way, that comes out from Latin from, it comes from what they call graffiti, you know, that was written on <laughs> not the subway walls, but written on the walls in uh, the first century tombs that they found again and again was Vivatas in Cristo, which again, early historical scholars and archaeologists saw this as one of the early Christian greetings one to another. Vivatas in Cristo. I was gonna say it sounds like a it sounds like a greeting. It sounds is like that not a, cool. May you a, live a in different Christ version or of, get yeah. this, it could have been a baptismal statement. May you live in Christ. You know, a Eucharistic statement, may you live in Christ. I mean, all of a sudden you're going, oh my gosh, you know, and, and, it, and it really connected with me, again, from the standpoint of may is a, 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 an invitational word, not, not back to you. And when we were talking about judgmental and, or I can't figure it out, well, here, try this, try mm -hmm. living in Christ. And by the way, in, how do you like that preposition in Christ? In Christ. Yeah. 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 Not, not we're, we're for Christ or we're on Christ's side or, you know, all of that. Yay. 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 Go Jesus. No, it's go Dan <laughs> in Christ. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. It's great that you mentioned that because a number of guys, I'm like, Hey, you know, what do you believe in? Ah, oh, you know, I'm Christian. I believe yeah. in Christ. Okay. And, <laughs> and then you peel it back a little bit and then it's, well, I'm not really going to church. I'm not praying with the family. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And they've got the list of, you know, like a checklist. Sure. I know what I should be doing, but you know, all I'm really doing is admitting when questioned that I'm Christian, or at least was when I was younger. Yeah. 
And I guess I still am. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So guys often say, hey, help me connect back in. Help me plug back in. I know I'm missing something, mm -hmm. but how do I take the first step or how do I take the second step? How do I stay on track? Yeah. Well, and as long as we got started on that, when, with respect to vision, then again, it's a vision that you can live out. Uh, you know, it's, it's, may you live and, and by the way, but don't forget the Christians in that first century, what they were up against uh, every day was a knock on the door. And oh my so goodness. They, yeah. So here is they're going to the cross or going to their torture or going to the lions or whatever they were facing death. And so the, the watchword was live in Christ. And so it is living right now today, flesh and blood here on earth, but it's also life that really is life as Timothy would say, you know, it's, it's living uh, with God, which is a life forever. Remember I'm a preacher, Dan, so I'm, you're getting me going, but, but yeah. with that said, with that, and, and, and again, trying to keep that in, in the context of this discussion of vision, I think it's, it really is important as well uh, to think about a little balance in life, you know, because I think, and I, I'm talking now to, to young dads, thinking of my own kids and I'm and here, I don't, again, want them to hear this podcast. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going 24 seven as are their wives. I mean, it's, it's I, I, the speed with which they do things and, and accomplish things and get things done, you know, just blows me. I got to take a nap. That's what I get to do, you know, with the, with the grandkids, you, yeah. you guys want to take a nap. <laughs> And then they wake up to it. We took a nap with grandpa, you know, so that's what I do. But but in all seriousness, when I think of balance, um, it's it is time. It is energy. It is priorities. Um, you know, so when you were talking, I don't have time to pray. I don't have I can't I don't go to church. I don't do this. OK, let's let's start to examine the priorities and, and start to look at the, the way in which time is is um, allocated in your life, not just spent. Uh, but allocated and allocated talk about that well you know here again it, it's it's a way of 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 looking at uh, let me talk about how people try to be efficient you know with their time yeah and try being efficient with your wife dan <laughs> I, don't, I guess you're oh yeah 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 married and... but efficiency doesn't work <laughs> and and did i did i catch your attention no but seriously yeah in, in an intimate let, let me throw out a, a complex term romantic efficiency <laughs> all right okay that really goes over big yeah. <laughs> honey we got 10 minutes well never mind <laughs> all right. some of the so, guys are thinking i only need two yeah <laughs> you do have an editor don't you for this i sure do <laughs> so here we go uh convenience uh, you know, that's, and I'm not knocking capitalism, I'm not knocking first world, and I'm not knocking our life and all that stuff. But boy, oh boy, that's, that's all we want is, and comfort, you know, you start throwing some of these words in. And that, again, is where um, we start to circle um, and, and draw in our, our priorities around this, 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 and they're not, I don't want to say evil, but the, but they, they really do. Uh, break away sometimes at a deeper level, which we were talking earlier about with this, which brings up commitment. 
So does that help with it? It it does. It does. And so I'm going to take it a direction. So I heard efficiency. I heard uh, comfort, convenience. Yeah. And some guys, maybe some of the listeners or maybe some of the listeners, guys that hang around would go, okay, so we just talked vision. Okay. Comfort, convenience, naps, um, (laughs) efficiency. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm liking all these things into my vision. So uh, electric blankets. Yeah. <laughs> where where do we go from here with all the comfort and convenience and vacation time? And, uh, you know, this sounds good. I, I think I want to go there. Yeah. Well, and of course, this gets projected onto the church and onto the minister and onto. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. You guys do your job. You guys teach the religion. You guys, you know, give my kids the faith. Give me um, a good talk. Give me a good talk. Make sure you my, better give me a good talk. I, I don't I want a wooden pew. I don't want a wooden pew. I want a comfortable chair. You know, I want to see a flick uh, something on the screen, you know. So here again, it, it's it's a it's a different kind of culture that you're working with. The need to sort of not disassemble, but uh, re-examine. And when you were talking about yours truly being an old man. Or mature, I think was yeah, the word yeah, you used. Yeah, mature, mature yeah. <laughs> Remember, I'm trying to re-examine Dan some of what was, but um, wisdom uh, is a word uh, for James, and and a, a word I, I hesitate to use that word for myself, but but there are aspects of my life that I I certainly have learned from and experiences, and truths and insights and you know values on and on it goes that that are so so important um and i think here again um are part of that vision for family and for parenting that um need to be cultivated and strengthen and grow and and by the way (laughs) When I use the word grow, and the reason why I'm smiling, they can't see this on camera, but the reason why I'm smiling is, is like comfort and convenience and efficiency and all that. Everyone likes to grow. It's such a good word. But it also includes changing. <laughs> Anyone want to change? <laughs> you know, and that's why I'm laughing, because it's, it's, wait a second, I didn't buy into that. I thought I was going to grow. Yeah, well, how about changing, you know, and that's also leads to transformation and, and, you know, again, our, our deeper understanding of, of spiritual development. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like you're saying that comfort zone is something we need to get out of time and time yeah. again. So as yeah, soon as we grow, we'll then settle into comfort a little bit. And then we still need to set a new goal, set a new vision and intend in to grow in some way. Uh, yeah. Cause I truly believe as soon as you settle and as soon as you get, ultra comfortable and aren't going for that vision ultimately that'll lead to destruction for you and your family and yeah and i'm not you know you'll just waste away and you're you definitely aren't going to fulfill god's purpose yeah that he has for your life by living in a life of comfort sure and certainly not um again saying throw out your furniture sell your house and you know live in a tent or something like that is much that's god's purpose for some people but that's not god's purpose for everybody yeah (laughs) true (laughs) but with with again this understanding is okay so where do some back to disciplines and i don't know if you're familiar with richard foster 
that name Richard Foster. I've Christian heard the name, but I don't. I haven't yeah, studied the Spirit him. of Disciplines, Dallas Willard. Dallas These Willard, are names for sure. that, that have really been helpful to me. These have been mentors to me, uh, quite honestly. And and um, an aspect of it, you 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 know, you think of fasting. Well, I don't want to give something up. I don't want to fast. You know, that's not a discipline that fits with my vision and all that stuff. I didn't say to quit eating food. How about giving up television? Yeah. Or, or videos and, you know, um, begin, or, and I'm not saying golf, but, or <laughs> exercise, but, but limiting. I mean, you know, um, how do I want to put this out back to kids and raising kids? I oftentimes, they, they thought they were going to be professional athletes. You talk about you having sports field and, you know, they're, they're, unfortunately, their daddy's five foot eight, Dan, you, right. can't, you can't see this on your screen, but I'm five foot eight. Yeah, I don't have a vertical leap. <laughs> Right. So you want right. to hear any more about my my athletic experience? But I I did I love sports. I did I did compete and all that kind of stuff. But there came a time. I think it was around eighth grade. <laughs> I stopped growing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But you know, I wanted to say this to my kids. I said, and and they're all bigger than me, by the way. But but I would say to them, um, you've got to, because they they wanted to be back then Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or whatever, you know, this kind of stuff. I said, look, you got a 1% chance of, of playing college ball at a, at a division one level, you know, division three works, won't it? You know, uh, well, I, I want to go to a big school, you know, I want to be a star of this, then you got a 1% son, your chances are really much less. You want, if you want to think pro <laughs> what, what, percentage is that of getting into the pros you know i mean and because well, i'm gonna make a lot of money you know with son you know you've got a five percent chance maybe a division one one percent of chance of making the pro but you got a hundred percent chance of meeting god yeah a hundred percent chance of facing jesus and that you can have for the rest of your life you know that's my preaching to my boys you know yeah dad we've heard that before well you're going to hear it again <laughs> yeah. So, yep. you know, I just keep it before them. And that's, that's, again, I think just to back. To, oh, I know that's where I was going with this when I talked about balance is priorities. Yes. How about that? That took what, 15 minutes to get to that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So priorities, allocation, um, uh, analogy we can talk about is the word budget. So, oh, oh no, we're going to talk finance and budget. I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. And if we shift the thinking and go, what if we told our money where to go? Oh, well, I don't mind telling my money where to go. I, I like telling people what yeah. to do and I like putting it in the right places. And yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's also a budget, guys. Ah, I don't like that <laughs> word. And I still don't like that word, but I do like telling my money where to go and, you know, taking care of business. So sure. with, with that same type thing with the, the priorities and the time allocation. So once you have the vision, and where you want to go, then it makes decision-making a lot easier. It makes it um, the social calendar a lot easier. It makes it the time you spend with your kids and how you spend that time with your kids and can help get them off the tablet because they have a vision. If you work with them on it, yes. hey, what's the next big thing that you want to accomplish? Yeah. What are you, what are you working towards in your life? And it's funny, but kids sometimes, a lot of times will answer that question. Yeah. 
I want to be good at, you know, my, my two daughters I have now, they want to be really good at something called silks. It's a gymnastics type thing where oh, these, I got, I got a granddaughter yeah. doing that. Yeah. So scares she wants to uni- scares the, you know, what? Yeah. Else. Yeah. So scary to watch that happen. <laughs> and so they want to be really good at that. They want to be really good at softball and soccer yeah. and they want to be fast and yeah. they want to read lots of books and like, so they've got all these different goals. And then when the tablet comes on, it's like, you're watching, you know, some video that isn't educational. It isn't a silk video to help you learn new moves and yeah. new like, and so I'm like, if you're going to be on the tablet, maybe, you know, consider watching more videos about coaching tips on how to get to the next level and the things. And oftentimes they'll go now, dad, I just want to chill. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But other times they go, you know what? We should practice. We should grab the gloves. We should grab, you know, and it pulls them away from that sedentary comfort lifestyle Mm -hmm. and moves them into a positive direction. And again, as parents, if we're sedentary, if we're comfort, our kids are going to see that and they're going to fall into those habits as well. So replace bad habits with good habits. Sure. Look at your vision every day. Think through that every day so that your behaviors start to fall in line with where you want to go. Well said. No. And I think too, what, what you're tapping into is the importance of an identity. And here again, I think so many, and I shouldn't, I don't want to generalize, but I am on a a faith-based, it's a counseling center in Louisville. Um, and, uh, boy, what we've seen, uh, that's not good. And yeah, that is been destructive to Ward's identity and back to the vision of may you live in Christ in Christ, you know, this is, I'm a Christian and I can say that. And what does that mean? Well, I can live that and I can show you that. And I can, Oh, by the way, Jesus says, follow me. I can follow Jesus, you know? So these kinds of things are, are simple, um, ways to begin to describe this identity in Christ, but also it's my identity. It's it's who I am. And by the way, it's who I've always been. Um, so, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a long haul, <laughs> but um, Jesus has been very patient with me, <laughs> uh, but I followed him all the way, baby. <laughs> and I don't plan to stop now, you know? So um, what, what what's important about this is it, with, um, I, I don't know how to, where I want to go with this, but I think so many uh, young people are are losing hope. Uh, it's and you see it statistically, and and you you read about it, and and that that to me is scary uh, because here again, hope is so much a part of our faith mm-hmm. and preaching and teaching and living. And and if if I didn't have the hope in tomorrow, you know, I wouldn't get out of bed, kind of thing. But with that's with that in mind, um, the, I'm sorry to go here, Dan, but these massacres, I think, are driving everyone nuts. You know, oh, they shootings. absolutely are. I just saw that there was one today in Nigeria uh, uh, at a church, and uh, somebody shot up 80 people down there. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it takes your breath away, but it's, it's, it's again, um, yeah. Oh, okay, here, here's where I, I will go with your listeners is recently what I've been hearing again and again is mental health, mental health, mental health. And I get it, I get it, I get it. And I'm all for mental health. That's why I say I've been on a counseling center board for, for a couple of years. But, uh, but then they leave it there. Um, 
is there a way we can now talk about spiritual health? Because beneath and through mental health is spiritual health. You and I were just talking about hope, purpose, meaning, identity. All these are, are spiritual words. And I'm sorry, Dan, I, I, get, <laughs> yeah, I get going, yeah. but uh, it's, it's here. It's right before our eyes. God is saying to us, wake up. You know, not just smell the coffee, but bring these kids into my into my blessing. Shall bless the children, uh, these youth, and um, work with them. You got to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Earlier, you, I hope well, you hear a little passion, Dan. But oh, absolutely, I okay. do. Absolutely, I do. Because <laughs> they're my kids, yours kids, grandkids, and all this stuff. I mean, we've got to. Yeah. Right yeah. from wrong, good from bad. You know, all this uh, is there, life and death. I mean, earlier you were talking about uh, mission trips. Yeah. And my immediately my mind went to Haiti, Africa, sure. you know, somewhere. And then you followed up with, oh, we went down to the city and yeah. did something. Yeah. And that got me thinking there, there's a practical thing that we can do as leaders of our household. And it doesn't have to be the big mission trip. It can be the little mission trip. Yes. So at the grocery store, um, in the neighborhood, yeah. uh, something as simple as, I think they call it plogging these days, whatever that means, but like a walk or a jog and you're picking up trash and then you're intentional about it and your kids start to fall in line with generosity, taking care of the community, taking care of others. So whether it's something really big, like going out of the country or where it's you know a smaller thing, right or if eyes. it's yeah. something just right there, and yeah. and taking care of your neighbor, um, that that pays such big rewards. So I see my kids as we do these activities, and then they come up with their own. Some days we'll be out driving around and like, Dad, can we run by the grocery store? Uh, we might. Like, what's your intention? And one time my daughter says, well, "I've got a little bit of money, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to go to the grocery store and I'd like to buy a bunch of canned goods, and I'd like to run them over to." the local food pantry. I said, okay. Wow. And she says, what do you think they need? Green beans or corn or <laughs> putting a bunch <laughs> of Fritos. Fritos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I think when we we're at the grocery store, I think she did see like whatever Fritos or potato chips. Or, and I think they'll like these. <laughs> so we may have grabbed but a what bag a of heart. chips. What a heart. Yeah. And it was like so cool. And uh, yeah. my wife's like, Hey, where are you guys at? You guys are running mm -hmm. later or whatever. And I was like, well, there's a story and, <laughs> you know, I just went with it and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, so, yeah, they'll, they'll come up with it on their own if they've seen that as a possibility, you know, if you've shown yes. them the way or if you've, you know, guided them, let them, you know, any of these type of things. But anyway, it's so, so cool. Um, you mentioned Dominican and Haiti. Uh, not that I was planning on talking about that at all today, but <laughs> me just being recently down there, it sounds like you've been there as well. Yes. Um, the it's an island. A third of the island is Haiti. It's mostly a, a mud mountain type thing. There's not much vegetation there. The locals have used it to um, uh, create fires so they can cook and yeah. also wood carving so they can sell to the limited tourists that come through the area. Anyway, just desolate, desolate. The United States has gone there, tried to plant bushes and different things to help keep the soil. Yeah still right. there yeah, so yeah. that the rest of the island just doesn't go away. In the meantime, the Dominican side is lush forests yeah. and there still is poverty there, but it's a vast difference from yeah. Haiti. 
and there was a uh, tour guide. We're on a bus and he says, folks, in about five minutes, I'm going to start talking. I'm going to wait for everybody to get here. The things I'm going to say are very, very, very important. I'm like, we're just going somewhere to go see something. What is this guy going to say that yeah. is so important? But the way he said it, there was a genuine authenticity about it. And everybody gets there and he goes, okay, now we can begin. Now I can tell you about the important information. He's, you know, speaks Spanish, of course. So he's trying to do his best in sure. English. And I'll be darned if he doesn't start. He goes, here's the general tourist questions that I get. And I'll give you the answer. So he starts going through and he starts talking about Haiti and Dominican. And he starts talking about the coffee plantations and the sugar. And then he says, and then people always ask me what religion we are. I said, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And he said, we're all religions. He goes, we're a big country. So we've got people of all faiths that are here. However, we are predominantly Christian. So we are overwhelmingly a Christian country. They said, there's an interesting fact about our flag. I said, well, I don't know what's so interesting about it. I see it all the time on baseball, but yeah. I know there's some stuff in the middle of it, but I don't know what it is because it's a little bitty on the screen and everything. And he says, we're the only country in the whole world that in the very center of the flag has the Bible. I didn't know that. that was right. And I sure enough, look it up. But like, I know I what will. he's saying. It's got to be true. And I look and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is like the Bible. Yeah. That's just not some book or that's not, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was, this is Haiti. This is uh, Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Dominican okay. Republic. And uh, there was three words on their flag and it was like God, family, and friends. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, what an amazing flag this is. And then he goes on to say, um, you know, the Haitians over there, we're over here. And I don't hate the Haitians. A lot of my people, you know, think various different things about the Haitians, but not me. As I told you, I'm a Christian. And with that, I love them, even though they don't necessarily believe what I believe. I love them. Mm. They're good people. Yeah. They just don't understand things the way that I understand them. And I, I pray, I pray that one day, mm. and I pray that everybody who's not Christian comes to know my Jesus and loves my Jesus. Like I love oh my, my and I'm like, here I am on a just a <laughs> tour like yeah. this has nothing to do with Christianity, faith or anything. And this tour guide is just pouring his heart out, giving his testimony. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then he went on to say that for seven months, his island was shut down. Tourists is the number one product they have. Yes. And for seven months, they didn't make a nickel in tourism for the most part. So everybody lost their jobs in the tourism industry. And he says, but it's okay. We survived. We survived. We figured it out. Oh. now we're back and things are getting better and I appreciate you guys for coming. Cause now you're supporting us again and blah, blah, blah. And they got back in. He goes, our God took care of us. Jesus oh. took care of us. I, I placed my faith in him. And I'm like, this is like Damn. a sermon that's happening. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. This guy was so, so good, but he wasn't preaching. He was just, sharing oh, preaching's okay preaching's okay yeah. But yeah 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 but like he wasn't telling it <laughs> like that example of the haitian and he goes i don't hate him at all i love uh, him he's my brother uh, uh, and i was like ah oh, so so good but it was like the coolest thing to experience like the true love of jesus in a country that um i don't know what i was expecting or not expecting but that was not what i was expecting you know i don't know that i've ever seen anything similar to that in a tour in america yeah 
I would no, never no, expect to no, hear that here. No. no. And I thought, wow, what a what a, a joy and a love and a radiance that this guy had. And here I was thinking, man, I'm a little bit annoyed that I'm having to wait for this important information. Yeah. Well, and Dan, you know, as you described the, that and having been there as well, is the, the poverty um, does not uh, impact the joy. I mean, the joy is, is, was so evident with this. Yes. Tour. Yes. And, um, you know, here in America, if, if, you don't have as much money as the next guy. And that can be a billionaire, you know, still wants more, 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 you know, I, and I'm, I, I'm getting going again, but, you know, at, at what point do you experience joy in life and how important that is to fulfill life? So you, yeah, you so really got, you got something from that guy. Absolutely. I did. Blessing. Let's call it a blessing. <laughs> huge blessing, huge yeah. blessing. Yeah. So yeah, joy is everlasting. Yeah. Always something yeah. to keep. Yeah. The the money, the things, the stuff, it it's fleeting. That that yeah. little happiness that it buys, you know, the cheeseburger makes you happy for a minute or five. <laughs> Depending the on new, what kind of where you get it. <laughs> the new the new yeah, exactly. The new car, you know, keeps you happy for a month or so till the first or second car payment comes. So, yeah. but when you when you've got that true love for Jesus, which is what I just really want to build that solid foundation with my kids and then share with people I know like you have that joy so when the storm comes through yeah it doesn't you know totally knock you out or you know put you in a state you're able to navigate it much more easily and putting your faith and trust in Jesus is is life changing so for and and Robin you mentioned this earlier you said Jesus is patient so if you're one of the guys that are listening that is thinking, gosh, what's my next step? Mm -hmm. Or I've been over here for a really long time, or I haven't made progress, or I'm not leading my family in the way that I feel like I should. I've been turning my back on responsibility, all these different things that we can put on our heads that maybe we're not actually putting there. Maybe it's, maybe it's Satan, maybe it's the devil, but Robin, you said, Jesus is patient. Yeah. And the other thing is he's right next to us, right next to us. So all we have to do is take that first step, stick yeah, our hand that's, out. That's thanks to the Holy Spirit is, I think, you know, again, penetrating our hearts like we were talking about with your daughter. I mean, just in ways that allows us to recognize um, Jesus who we're now following and that life in Christ again is, is so important. Um, yeah, we joked about romantic efficiency and i think we can apply that uh with our with our faith life with jesus so if we're trying to be efficient with our prayer life or efficient yeah. with our relationship with yeah. christ good luck with that which might only mean hey something just happened bad i'll pray real quick yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's more guys there's more guys and guys that know that there's more and are living that um, I encourage you to, as you alluded to earlier, evangelize or witness to your friends, your neighbors, people that are close to you and help them take that next step. So it really is important. And Dan, I, I again, I, I'm not trying to get political here, but you look at um, what's going on in Ukraine, which is, again, yes. like the massacres drives me nuts. And 
I, I don't know if you're familiar with Barna Research. Barna Research. No, Anyways, no. well, they, it's like the Gallup poll or Pew poll. Oh, yeah, yeah, poll. sure. Yeah. yeah. And they do a lot for the church uh, they, and uh, uh, David Kinnaman and Barna. But, um, and you probably heard this before, this statistic, but I think it's 65, 70% of uh, young people when uh, are considered nuns, not the divine yes, order, yes, but exactly. none of the above. None uh, of the above. Yep. Yeah, Which religion are you? None of the above. Christianity yeah. or uh, Judaism or Hindu or uh, Muslim, uh, Buddhism, you name it. None of the above. They circle none. Mm -hmm. Well, the media, of course, loves that. That's a nice soundbite for the media. And they say, see, the church is dying, the church is God's mm -hmm. dead, you know, and off they go. Uh, it makes, you know, a nice story for one day and then you read something else. It, it, it doesn't break my heart. I see it as a, I hear it as a cry for help and back to opportunity and, and you know, working not only with our kids, but, but this young generation. Really, um, none of the above. And, and then I, I, you know, I think of communism. What do they circle? None of the above, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So be careful, really, uh, with not having a power greater than yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the first step in all, all the recovery groups and all that kind of thing mm -hmm, is, is mm -hmm. you know, I've turned my life over to someone, you know, well, come on, let's talk about if none of the above, then who, who do you worship? And what, you know, is it Tom Brady? Um, how's that working for you? <laughs> he doesn't love you back. I hate to right, tell you. Right. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I worship Phil. Guess what? He left the PGA. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. But right, you, right, you know, right. you see what yeah. I'm going. It, 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 these celebrities, these, I mean, they're great, all that kind of stuff, but, but come on. Um, you, let, let's get a hold of, of who we're worshiping and who we're following and where that's taking us. I mean, that's just to me is the name of the game as far as so much of the issues and problems that we're facing today, we've got to get ourselves uh, back on track. Yes, yes, absolutely. So to close us out- That's my sermon um, for today, Dan. <laughs> very good, very good. I thought that was the introduction. I thought that was the introduction. We got to close. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Come on. <laughs> so uh, check out robintjennings.com. <laughs> That's his website. And then also uh, he's got a guided reflection, a download journal. It's free. And that's robintjennings.com slash guided reflection. And you'll be able to uh, enter in your email and download his journal, which is a great guided reflection that he's put together uh, a series of uh, uh, little reflections that he's kind of collected all of his life. And then he put together as a free resource for us. So you don't have to spend 40 years grabbing all these different things that Robin's <laughs> put together in a neat little package for us that we get to get for free. So thank you for putting that together, together. and also giving it as a gift to the world. So that's really, really cool. Um, any other, uh, any other things that we should mention as far as ways for guys to connect with you obviously they can buy the books on amazon and your website and everything but outside of that anything else yeah, no as i say i'm all, i'm on all the social media the face facebook linkedin and um instagram those kinds of things okay okay fantastic yeah. and then we always close i don't do tiktok or any of that i'm still right right not, yeah, exactly. i'm not that generation dan <laughs> right right me either me either good <laughs> so have you um I didn't prep you for this one, but have you got a challenge that you can think of that the guys can do between this week and next week's episode 
something that may change their life in a big way or something that may be just that next step or, or to help them uh, move yeah, in a direction, sure. but something you can think of that sure. guys love challenges and they well, want something to do. They want to okay. check a box. They want to achieve something. So what's something they could do you just know, week to week? Remind them I'm a minister and a preacher. So I'm, that's what I come out of. And I, but I, I believe it. <laughs> uh, marriage is a sacrament, which yes. means it it's leads to sacredness. There's a sacredness and a sacred quality. Children are a gift that have been given to us. It's a gift. They're gifts. Um, and to cherish those gifts. Now they'll drive you nuts at times, like I, with some of the stories we've exchanged, but to, to recognize then their gifts um, and to identify something giftedness, of, some giftedness about them um, and celebrate that with them and with God, who is the giver of all gifts. And that's the opening of James. <laughs> so right. I, I mean, this seriously is, is, um, you know, we take our kids for granted. We can't wait till they get it uh, back, go back to school. It's summertime, you know, let's get them out of here. They're driving me crazy. You know, no, take them for a walk, have them walk the dog, you know, let them take on some responsibility. I don't know what. Yeah, absolutely. We've been, we've been focused with the kids and, like, and walking know, the dogs. So that's a great examples, one. But it's, it's again, yeah, but but the time, the time you have with them, boy, it, it flies. And that's back to the old man here. Um, I'm so aware of where that time has, has gone. And uh, I'm sort of like that proverbial hourglass. The sand is, is dripping faster and faster now, Dan, for me. It's flipped over. And I'm, it's not that I'm running out of time. I realize time is right, right. Is eternal. But at the same time with your kids, they do grow up and they do they do move on. And uh, so you've got this time with them. That's very, very sacred and a gift. So let's make it a two-part challenge there. Okay. I think I, I love that one. So whether, whether you've got a dog or not, substitute it, <laughs> but uh, find an activity that you can do with your kids. And if it's twice this week, if it's three times, it's like walk the dog activity. That seems like a daily one. Some days yeah. that might not be possible, but uh, put something intentional together like that, where you can spend time with your children, whether it's all of them at the same time or one-on-one -on -one time with them. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, walking the dog five, 10 minutes, you know, no, they'll talk. So not, not that big a deal. And you mentioned marriage is a sacrament. And we also mentioned that you can't be romantically efficient. It's not, it doesn't <laughs> really work. That. You said that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that may be my new, my new buzzword. If your wife's listening, it was you who said that, not me. <laughs> So also uh, do something intentional with your wife, for your wife, uh, yeah, spend some yeah. carefree timelessness with her, yeah. maybe dream with her, maybe talk about, you know, where would we like to be in three years or five years or 10 years and see where that conversation goes, you know, um, maybe set some time aside and let her know, hey, you don't have any responsibilities for the next 30 minutes or hour or two hours. I've, you know, set the kids up with various things yeah. so that. You can just relax and have a good time, whether it's draw a bath for her or whatever, yeah. but clear some time out for her where you can be with her and, you know, just discover possibilities and have some hope for the future and Amen. start that foundation for where you're growing your family and where you're going with your vision, where you'd like to like to get to. So maybe even consider this. So it's a three-part challenge now. So here's a question for you guys. This is a 
question that I like to ask, and I'm not going to answer it on the podcast for you because I want you to think about it and feel free and reach out to me and I'll, I'll dialogue with you about it. But the question is, and Robin, you may, might want to use this one with people you talk to and work with. It's if you can accomplish anything in your life, no limits, anything you can possibly think of. So money's not a problem. Time's not a problem. If you can just accomplish anything in your life at all that you can think of and dream of, what would that be? Yeah. I've got a very solid concrete answer to that one. And it's what I live my life by. However, I ask that question to people a lot. And oftentimes I get a fairly quick answer. They've got, they've got an idea of what that answer is. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get to that point, my follow-up question almost always is, okay, that sounds like, you know, pretty cool idea. And what would be better than that? Oof. Yeah. So I'll leave you three things, kids, wife, and then think for yourself. If you could accomplish anything, no limits, what would it be? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big question. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, we appreciate you having, having, we appreciate you coming on the show and having free resources for us with the, uh, the devotional. And then the three books sound awesome. I just love learning about the lives of the apostles and the thoughts yeah. and the, the teachings and just diving more into that. So thank you very, very much, Robin. All right. Well, we will close out the show this week and guys write those reviews, jump on the Facebook group, the journey of a Christian dad and tune in next week, share it with your friends. Thanks guys. Thank you. Dude. And May you live in Christ, guys. May, May you, you live, live in Christ. Christ. <laughs> there you go. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, brothers. Yeah. Catch you Thank later. You. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. Thank you guys for being a light. Shine that light out and let others see it. With you guys, part of this community, it helps me be accountable to you guys. It helps me be accountable to myself accountable to God and Jesus. Hope you appreciated this episode and picked up some great things. Hope you like the challenge and hope you can execute on that challenge this week. I ask of you, please subscribe, share the show with others, join us inside of the journey of a Christian dad on Facebook, inside our private community. Share that community with others, have your buddies join, have other dads that are looking to grow in their faith, grow as spiritual leaders of their family. As we engage in our journey, and be intentional with it. We can help others grow theirs as well. We thank you again for listening. We thank you for all your reviews. Look forward to reading a review of yours on a future show. So, dear God, thanks for blessing all of us and thanks for drawing us closer to you. In your name we pray, amen. Have fun, guys.